Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Um, I'm Heather Carter and today what I'm going to do is give you insights into, um, I think I'll probably do four or five different childhood backgrounds today. Childhood stories, inner childhood stories, um, inner child stories, I'm sorry. And uh, to, because you know how many clients come to me and go, Heather, I don't remember any traumatic events, right? Um, but I know I don't feel good emotionally. I know I'm reacting. I know these things are happening. I know that I'm feeling insecure in relationships. I'm ruining relationships. I'm running from one bad relationship to the next, but I don't remember anything traumatic happening. Not like your childhood, Heather. And you know what? It's not childhood trauma is not about just an event or events. It's a continuum of events or, um, not getting your needs met as a child that happen repeatedly over a continued period of time, right? And we as children are unable to process emotionally the things that are happening to us. So what we do is we start, um, since we, there's healthy narcissism as a child, we start blaming ourselves. We start looking at the reason something is happening or is not happening as our, our, as our fault. So we start believing, well, we're not good enough, we're not worthy, I can't be direct, I'm trapped, um, who I am is not okay, um, I'm unlovable, I'm unforgivable. And these limiting beliefs right, dictate then every decision we make, every reaction we have, whether we become a rescuer, a victim, whether we, um, we, we, our fears are fear of abandonment, fear of disrespect, fear of humiliation, um, fear of being insignificant, uh, fear of being unheard, um, fear of um, being rejected. See, so the beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm not something enough, right? Then create the fears, the fears I just mentioned, among many others. Then the and those, you know, fears, you know, are then cre are the create the thoughts, the automatic negative thoughts in our head, that then create the emotions. So it's that mind body connection together, that guess what, creates the reactions, creates the reactions. And my framework for working with clients, whether it is in a group course, an individual, um, I'm, my community's coming out soon, a paid community where, you know what, it's a slower drip of healing your life, but it's, it's a great way to get something every week that really is going to touch you and push you further towards healing. Or if you're in maintenance, it's amazing for maintenance. Um, and what happens is, it comes down to one thing again, those limiting beliefs. That is really what this all comes down to. And I have a framework that I basically use over and over and over. It took me years, years to perfect this framework. And I don't do it the same with everybody, but in order to have a healthy life, a loving life, a peaceful life, a successful life within yourself, within relationships, and that includes within your career, you must start healing those limiting beliefs that keep you stuck. And those limiting beliefs need to be traced back to events in the childhood so you can process it. So let me start out. We're, we're going to go through some, um, these are based on clients, my clients. These are client studies, right? These are case studies. And I've had hundreds of clients 
And what's interesting is you might be listening to a couple of them I'm going to tell, talk about today, then I'm going to talk about more the next time, and the next time, the next three podcasts are going to be devoted to sharing different ways your childhood could have affected you without what you would think are traumatic, massive events like that happened in my childhood. So um, now, again, you might go, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Because many of these t- different childhood um you know, uh, scenarios are the same, right? There, you know, and there's there's always little different nuances, differences and nuances, but a lot of it comes down to the same. So let's let's start with let's say that you are the youngest, okay, of five, six, seven, or eight children, okay, and you are never seen or heard. Your parents have no time for you. They do not pay attention to you. Your siblings are all older. Nobody's really paid attention to you. Um, And you are growing up in a household where you feel very alone. You feel rejected, insignificant, like you're not good enough. Um, You have all the hand-me-down clothes. The, The family doesn't have a lot of money. And you're not, by the way, treated as the baby. You're not treated as the, you know, the little one that can do no wrong. You're just basically the forgotten one. Okay, so let's call this one the forgotten one. And it might not be that you're number five, six, seven, or eight, right? Let's just say you are the forgotten one in the family. Nobody notices you. Okay, so you go to school. You don't stand out at school. You kind of just... You don't, you don't like stand out. You don't, you're also not bullied. You're just there. And nobody is hugging you, filling your needs, telling you you're important or anything. And you just kind of go through life just doing okay. But feeling super lonely, feeling rejected and neglected. And you were. You were neglected. And you were rejected not on purpose, right, but absolutely. And you don't know, you know, really who you are. You have no idea. All you know is that you are very quiet. You're in the background all the time. So you grow up and you basically take mediocre positions, mediocre jobs. You might marry somebody that um, also puts you in the background. Their career takes over everything their needs come first yours come second and while you're a people pleaser you don't see it as people pleasing until one day you know what you've had enough right you're non-assertive you let other people make decisions for you the people at work might walk all over you saying you know what he or she they'll just do it leave it for them Um, your spouse definitely takes you takes advantage of you takes you or takes you for granted And one day, all of a sudden, you can't take it anymore. You're sick of feeling the rejection, the neglect. You're sick of feeling like you're nothing. You're sick of the people pleasing. And you start changing and you start be going from more of a non-assertive person to an aggressive person. And your spouse doesn't know where that came from. It's what's going on here. And you're showing the outside world still this more calmer version of you, but you're getting angrier and you're getting upset. And your relationships are 
again, getting harder and there's more conflict. Now, it's getting more conflict because the, the, the person you married is like, wait a minute, this isn't who I married. And they married you for your ability to stay in the background most of the time. And you're, what are you doing? You're, you're satisfying their ego. Now, when the power struggle begins, when you no longer are sitting into the background, now they don't like it. And now you two start that fear, fear dance, which I've explained before. And all of a sudden, the relationship, the marriage starts spiraling. Normally it's a marriage because you will, in a relationship, you will be able to stay, especially in the beginning, within that people-pleasing kind of way of just in the background. Okay. Now on the same token, let's take that same scenario, but put it differently. Okay. So now let's say your, none of your needs are being met as a child. You're again, you're the, the unseen, the unheard of one. You're not, you're, you're just really floating through life. But instead of becoming the people pleaser, okay, you start, um, trying to be seen and you really want to feel loved you are now attracted to the love bombers to who a narcissist somebody that is going to say i love you you're the best you're everything let's get married tomorrow and then i need you to provide all my needs and you do and all of a sudden you find yourself in a narcissistic drama triangle where you are the rescuer the enabler and they're they, um, the victim. And then they begin to persecute you when you're not rescuing the way they need you to. Now, here's the thing. Rescuers rescue for one reason. To take the focus off of their own problems. And I will go back into the drama triangle again and again. And I'm going to pull those, those roles apart. But, okay. So, now you're stuck. What the actual hell? Oh, my God. Now you're stuck. Or you're with somebody that, you know, call it. BPD, basically that means an inability to self-regulate emotionally at all. Um, and they're just reacting in crazy ways, obviously, right? They're just reacting angrily with rage. Um, they're escalating things. They are, um, they're using loud, abusive, harsh words. And every time they react that way, what do you do? You react with caretaking. You react with fix-it mode, reacting in with, um, by doing things that they could do themselves and you continue to take it and then you'll withdraw and then they need to get back into the victim role so they'll play victim so now you have become this in this really toxic relationship and then sometimes in this scenario you'll actually become the a narcissistic type of person where since none of your needs were met and nobody filled anything for you nobody you were just mediocre your whole life in in those eyes you become, you have an insatiable need to have your needs filled and you will do anything to make sure other people fill those needs through narcissistic tendencies. Okay, there's a scenario number one, the forgotten one. You may or may not fall into that. Okay, so then let's, let's move on to the, this is usually the oldest person um, in the, uh, childhood home. The parents are divorced. A lot of the time the dad is MIA. Okay. So the dad's missing in action. Where did the dad go? Who knows? Whatever. He could have just left the family. 
um, never to return. They could get divorced, but he started a new family and you see him once in a while. He could be in jail. Um, he could be a lot of places. Now, you then are left, and your mother, though, is not a happy mom. She is more, she's angry, she's abusive. So now your parent, your dad is gone and you're left with an angry, abusive mother who takes it all out on you. And the younger sibling is just fearful and hiding behind you, basically. So you have now become, whether you are the daughter or a son, you have become parentified and also abused as the, the, they abuse you for the parent that leaves. Nothing you do is good enough. You are taking care of yourself to the best of you, you can. You're taking care of your younger sibling the best that you can while continuously being beaten down verbally, mentally and emotionally by your parent and sometimes add in physical abuse. Now you grow up with massive insecurity, massive thoughts of feeling not good enough, um, not capable, um, you'll never be successful. I will never find success. I'm unlovable. I'm unforgivable. There's a million different, not a million, but a plethora of different limiting beliefs you have that create the fears of um, rejection, humiliation, being disrespected, being unloved, fear of being abandoned, a big fear of abandonment here. And you then become a couple different things can become a couple different things in relationships and how you deal with things. One, you're very fearful of failure. So you probably won't take a lot of risks. You might be stuck in a mediocre career that you don't love, but you're too fearful to go outside of that career or you're not even really working. You know, you just can't find a job. You can't hold the job down. Um, in your relationships, you uh, could be the narcissist or the one with deep narcissistic tendencies. You're a victim. You are a victim and you could be a chronic cheater because nobody can ever, you're, you're, you have an insatiable need to feel validated, to feel significant, to feel like you are lovable. But you, so you just move from one sexual relationship to another. You, you can't, you're a chronic cheater. You might be addicted to porn. Okay. Now on the other end of it, you, um, fantasize you could fantasize a lot but you stay stuck in a mediocre marriage or you do love your spouse but you have no idea how to be intimate vulnerability is nearly impossible for you and you can become an abuser yourself right so you end up being the person that verbally abuses emotionally abuses your spouse um as you were okay so um that is scenario number two which um, that is, I gotta think of a name, what, what can I call that? That's basically um, the little parent, the little parent that grows up to be a very angry, and whether you're outwardly showing the anger or you're holding it inwardly to be the angry parent within you, and then the child within you is throwing temper tantrums all the time, okay? Now let's say that you are an only child, Okay, you might be an only child, or this could also be where um, you have siblings, but all of a sudden you're caught in the middle of your mom and dad's drama all the time. Okay, you are parentified in a big way. Um, and so, you, you know, you start hearing all of their arguments, right? And um, th then you're hearing things that you shouldn't 
have heard, right? And as you're hearing all of these things, and as the fighting escalates, as the fighting continues, you are scared. And you're living with that fear inside of you, right? And you don't know what to do with all of that fear. So you have some good memories, but you just, but growing up, basically you, you're, you're watching, let's, now let's say your father become dominant over your mother, right? And so you feel like all of a sudden you're having to fit into this male dominated household and you're watching your mom be controlled and, um, and, and, and you're getting more scared, fearful and you're wondering, okay, you know what? What, what's going on here? Is this me? Is my dad's, are his moods creating this? What do I need to keep the peace? Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Right? So now you're really searching internally for what you've done wrong. And now you're feeling a lot of anger, a lot of emotions. You're not feeling like you fit in. Tons of anxiety, right? Um, and those anger issues are basically that you, you, you don't know how to process all of these emotions. And so you can't control the anger or those the frustration appropriately, right? So then that carries it itself into a adulthood. Some people might call it uh, a short fuse, and then you lose your temper easily, right? Now, um, as this is happening to you, and you're now trying to process as an adult, and you're getting married, okay? Um, well, guess what? This, the, your spouse is going, what in the hell is going on? But yet, I guarantee you, your partner has the perfect, um, has the wounds that match yours in some way. Or and if they don't, they're very confused, right? What What's going on? So um, now you're fearful of being divorced, of how you're going to do this. You're going to pass this on to your kids. What are you going to do? Now, let's say you are um, uh, an only child or there's a couple of you and you grew up in a household where you have to be perfect. You're told what to eat, what to wear, how to sit, how to do everything. You have to make sure that everybody sees you as perfect so your mother can feel good about herself. Do you know how many times I have these clients? Oh my gosh. It's all about making the mother look good or the family look good. Now, that means you are going to become a perfectionist. You are fear of fear, your fear of failure is humongous, humongous. And the loss of control, you feel you have to be in control all the time. Lots of, you know, but everything in your life is out of control. So what happens to a lot of these people is this, they get OCD, You'll find anorexics in this, lots of binge eaters, lots of people that eating disorders, gambling, shopping addictions, things, exercise addictions. See, their addictions are more geared towards not so much drugs that like a, like a street drug, but prescription drugs. Um, because they can, you know what, shopping then if they're over shopping and they're buying things that make them look better. Okay. Well, that's because they need to be perfect. If it's prescription drugs, well, they're prescribed and nobody really knows, right? Um, eating disorders, they can kind of hide that until they can't, right? So it's more of an addiction to things that again, that, which is the coping mechanism to the, to the fears of not being good enough because that their inner child really has this belief that I'm not good. At, I'm not good enough. Who I am is not okay. Right. And so, um, whoa. And then when you marry, 
Oh boy. Okay. At first, you marry somebody that is um, a lot, most likely, like your father, or um, could have been could be a pushover, or more, more than likely. It's controlling also, very, very controlling, right? Or like your mother, see? See, this is where when we marry somebody, you will find the negative characteristics, two to five of the negative characteristics of either both parents or the prevalence of one. Most of these people marry the prevalent um, controlling part like their mother is because why the mother was controlling. So they marry a controlling spouse. So if they, um, and some, a lot of the times the dad is just checked out, like can't even handle them, deal with the mother themselves. Yeah. Okay. Now let's say you come from a family that has, um, you are the only one there's, they have divorced your mom and dad divorced. Your mom remarries and has um, a couple new kids with the new person and you're older you're like seven eight nine ten eleven twelve years older and all of a sudden your mother's everything revolves around your mother's new children that are your half siblings but all attention is paid to them and your father might or might not remarry but and while you see him he doesn't pay much attention to you 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 mean very little right? He, he has other things. He, you know he loves you, but so now what happens is you try to overachieve. You try to get noticed, right? You might be popular. You might be um, really good at sports or something. You're excelling in places that say, notice me, notice me, look at me, look at me. But no matter what, your parents are too busy to notice you. And when you become an adult, your feelings of worthlessness are humongous. So you choose spouses that might be safe, that do choose you, but there's no passion and love there. And then when you do find somebody you're passionate about, you become that you have an insatiable need to be chosen. So every time your partner or spouse doesn't choose you, which by the way, is a um, childish version of being chosen, that means at all times they must choose you over everybody else. You might have a tendency to get jealous of their children, jealous of their family, jealous of the ex-spouse, jealous of anybody in their life, the coworkers. Why? Because you want to be chosen 100% of the time. I'm going to wrap it up for today. I've just given you a lot. Um, you know, if you want some immediate help, click the link here in the show notes and join my newsletter. My newsletter um, is full of help that I give my clients. Um, I am now sharing PDFs that I'm creating just for my newsletter, by the way, that I've even shared with my clients. I am now sharing a lot of things, right? That just, is it gonna absolutely 100% heal you? No, but it's gonna get, oh my gosh, it's gonna get you on that right path and help you a lot. Um, and even if you're in maintenance, you want to get on the newsletter because you're going to th see things that you have probably never seen before. Because this is my passion, saving people one person at a time to make the world better. Because our inner child sabotages us and it sabotages the world around us and the people around us. And as we keep generational trauma going, we keep the world in a bad place. Click on that link, join my newsletters. Get, let's get going, get going, okay? Uh, next time I'm going to go over some other um, different types of childhood traumas. See if you see yourself in any. Um, and we're gonna keep going. 
because I am passionate about healing people so they can heal themselves in their relationships. Much love until next time. Have a great day, evening, um, morning, wherever you are.